God bless you, everybody, and welcome to Moment of Impact with your brother Amado Mendoza. I am so excited to be able to come to you and to speak to you all through this media. You know, I want to talk about something very exciting today, and that is the power of resurrection. Paul desired to know the Lord in the power of his resurrection. Let's talk a little bit about that in today's Moment of Impact. Great. So we're going to be going to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And we're going to go, we're going to get in there quickly because, you know, we don't have a lot of time. And I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this in the few minutes that I want to um, engage you all. And I just want to dedicate at least 10 minutes to this. So if you don't mind, just try to hold on and we'll try to get to this together. And I believe God will definitely bless you through it. So. Our text of today is Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And it is read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it reads, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3 verses 10 and 11. The Bible teaches that spending time with someone creates a certain level of friendship. That it gives a that it gives it a different name for this kind of friendship. And those names are as follows. Uh, number one, fellowship. And number two, communion. Fellowship and communion. Fellowship and communion describe a level of intimacy that cannot be obtained just by a simple, but just sim by simply knowing somebody's name or by simply uh, knowing someone's profession, what they do for a living. It's possible to know someone and even call him or her a friend and yet have no fellowship or communion with that person. It's even possible not to have fellowship or communion with anybody in your own family. You see... We may ask ourselves, what does it truly mean to know someone? This is a great question. Because in fellowship and communion, we have what we have is an open door to obtain and share more of oneself to the other. In other words, you surrender yourself to the other and you open yourself up so the person can, is free to get to know you, is free to develop this certain level of trust that we call intimacy that we call fellowship that we call communion it is a union between two individuals that are have one common goal and the common goal is to share each other's life with one another the bible describes it this way in psalm chapter 25 verse 14 it says the secret of the lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant notice this the Lord has secrets. The Lord has intimacy. The Lord has a revelation for those who feared him or for those who have communion with him. In the Spanish version, in the Reina Valera, it says those who have communion or commun communion with him. He will reveal himself to them. He will reveal his secrets with them. He says, notice the verse again. Verse in Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who feared him. 
and he will show them his covenant. He will show those who feared him, those who have intimacy with him, those who respect him, those who reverence him. He has something special for those individuals. Notice, not everybody gets to share in the secrets of the Lord. Not everybody gets to share in the secrets of your heart. Not everybody has an open door to know you, to, to befriend you, and, or to know the deep things about your life. But God says, I have people in this world that I reveal my secrets to them. And those individuals are those who feared him, who have fellowship with him, who have a common union with him. Psalm 25, verse 14. Wouldn't you like to have the, to know the secrets of the Lord? Wouldn't you want God to reveal his what his plans and purpose and, and, and things that he wants that has planned for you or your future, or for your church, or for your family? Well, God is able to reveal that. In a special way, when you have a communion with him, when you have fellowship with him and his spirit and his son. Now, the Apostle Paul yearned to have intimacy with God. The Apostle Paul yearned for intimacy with God. See, a friendship that was not based, he yearned for a friendship that was not based on, past, on a passing glance or cute hellos. Paul desire, Paul's desire was to walk with God. So much that he will disappear and Jesus will appear in all he was. In other words, Paul wanted to disappear and got to appear in his life, in his walk, in his talk. In everything that he did, he wanted to imitate Christ. That's why he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Imitate me. Because if you imitate me, what you're going to see is not Paul, but you're going to see is Christ Jesus. That's a pretty bold statement. To say if you, if you want to be like God, if you want to be like the Son of God, just do what I do. Because Paul is saying, that's my goal. My goal is to be like Jesus. My goal is to represent Jesus so much so that I disappear. And that all you see is Jesus in me. So he says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. The apostle challenged the Corinthian church with a bold statement in 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Let's consider what he was saying. He was proclaiming that if we see him, we are not looking at him, but we are looking at a man who is striving to be just like Christ. If you decide to be like Christ, be like me, church. That's what he's saying. If you decide to be like Jesus, just be like me. Hallelujah. Paul's desires for the church was that they would yearn for intimacy with God so that they may know him fully in fellowship and communion. He desires that the church may know God fully in fellowship and and communion. Jesus shared the same desire for us when he stated in John 17 verse 21 that they all may know that they all may be one as you Father are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me one in him 
one in the Father, one in the Spirit, one in them. He wanted a oneness, a unity among his followers, a unity among his brethren, a unity, a oneness with the Spirit, a oneness with the Father, a oneness so much so that we will reflect one another. That's the intimacy that God desires. And, the, and, 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 and this is demonstrated in Paul's desire. Paul's desire was also to know him in the power of his resurrection. Paul's desire for fellowship with Jesus was Paul's desire for fellowship was with Jesus was so deep and, and full that he wanted to know him even in the power of the resurrection. He no longer decided to carry the image of the man of dust, Adam. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49. Paul wanted to get rid of the man of the flesh. Paul wanted to get rid of the man of dust because his true self, his true nature was being formed in the nature of Christ Jesus and he decided to take off his clothes. He decided to take off his worldly garment. And he decided to be dressed in glory. He decided to be dressed in power. He decided to be dressed in the new man in Christ. He wanted the, his outward appearance to reflect what, ha what, what happened inside of himself. Hallelujah, Jesus. His desire was to be clothed in the likeness of Christ. To put away the body of sin in all, in, in all his desires in the likeness of Adam. His, his, desire was to be, his desire was for the inside of the new man to be manifest in the outside. To know him in the power of the, of the resurrection. See, Jesus Christ is the firstborn. Jesus Christ is the first fruits. And he is the new man. And he wanted to reflect the heavenly man. And his desire was, oh, I want to know Jesus in the same way. Oh, I want to be just like him. And therefore, I want to be transformed. I want to be renewed. I want to know him in the power of the resurrection. In other words, I want to take these shackles off of me. I want to take the shackles of the flesh off. I want to take the shackles that holy, that's holding me back. That's pulling me back. That's always striving against me. This gravity that's pulling against me. But I want to be free from that. He says, I want to know him in freedom. I want to know him in power. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Paul's desire to know Christ Jesus was full Filled with desire. He had a deep yearning within him for intimacy that he wanted to know Christ fully. And he understood that to know him fully, completely, required a complete transformation where he would be free from the shackles of the flesh and be transformed in the power of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42 and 53. Let's look at let's look at verse 42, and then we're going to look at verses 53 and 55. So verse 42. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42. So it is with the so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown in perish, what is sown, what is sown is let me read this again, excuse me. I'm too excited, so I'm reading too fast. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown in 
is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. All death, where is your victory? All death, where is your sting? Paul says, I want to put away this garment, this flesh that will decay, and I want to be clothed in immortality. I want to be clothed in a body that will never die. I want to be clothed in a body that will never give me any restrictions. I want to be clothed in a body that is never going to be, that's not going to receive the tug of war that we experience, the spiritual war between the flesh and the body, between the spirit and the flesh, between the flesh and the spirit. That war ceases once we're transformed and we know Jesus in the power of the resurrection. So I invite you, church, I invite you, friend, to get to know Jesus more, to desire to know him in the power of the resurrection, and to be fully transformed. That is an obtainable goal. It is a possible goal. It is a desireful goal. And it's what God wants for our lives, that we may know him in the power of the resurrection. God bless you. This has been your brother, Amado Mendoza. Hallelujah. From Moment of Impact. Yes. your holy name you're worthy of all glory and honor and respect your word is true and your power is real Father God nothing has, is happening has happened by surprise you're not surprised by the things that are happening in the entire world Father God I pray that we may know what to do by the guidance of your spirit Lord God that we may know how to listen to the voice of the Spirit so that we may be able to understand the season that we are living in, Lord God. I pray this for your church. I pray this for those who follow you, Lord Jesus. Let us be awakened. Let us understand the times that we are living, Lord Jesus. And help us not lose hope, but help us be encouraged by knowing that you are with us, Lord God, you're with us in all situations, Lord God. In all sickness, in all, in all, Lord. You're with us. Te alabamos, Señor. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Father God, I pray for those people who are sick. I pray that you may help them, Lord God. Find deliverance from this sickness. I pray that they may be restored, Lord God. I pray that their families, Lord God, may not be discouraged, but that they may see your glory by their family members being delivered from this disease, Lord God. 
Oh, Father God, the whole world is going through this. And only you, Lord God, only you are able to deliver us from this. Oh, Father God, keep us, deliver us, strengthen us, equip us, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, I pray for those families that are encountering not only physical hardship, but financial hardship. Those who lost their jobs, Lord God, I pray the new doors may be open, Lord God. Oh, I pray that the economy of the United States may be restored, Lord God, and that you may glorify yourself in this, Lord God, so that we can go back to work, so that we can start going back to what we were earning before. Oh, Father God, a couple of days ago, the, the, the leaders were boasting of the great economy that we are having, but only a small germ is, it was able to bring us to our knees. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus, because you are God and we're not. You're the Lord and we're not, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we may recognize this even more and that we may do, come to our knees, not because we're in trouble, but because you're worthy, Lord God, of us coming to you in prayer and seeking you and and, 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 and following you and, and acknowledging you, Lord God. Oh, Father God, how many are turning to you, and I praise God for that. I praise you, Jesus, for that miracle. Many are going and looking up into heaven. They're looking to you. They're on their knees seeking you in prayer. Oh, Father God, may this continue. May this purification continue, Lord God. And may your church, Lord God, rejoice in the fact that you are, your word is being spread. But even though, Lord God, that it is happening, I pray that the mercy may cover the earth. Your mercy may cover the earth and those who are sick may be healed and that the disease may end. Oh God, I pray that a cure, an antidote may be found against this disease. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, my friends, and let us keep praying.